and welcome to episode 85. Woot, woot, woot. We are on episode 85. As you notice, John is not here today. We have a good friend of mine that runs another thing, not a podcast, a streaming service and a painting service. Um, one of my good friends, Yeji, she will be here with us talking about chibis uh, and everything associated with chibis and also what she's planning on doing not only at Gen Con, but at Warfare Weekend. Um, Kathy is going to try to keep us on track because we'll just get kind of crazy and weird and silly. Um, and because such. I am so organized. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like we run a professional podcast. Um, so um, we are going to be talking about chibis and stuff, but before we do that, uh, we need to get through some traditions and some shout outs. Guys, we want to thank everybody for listening and watching for those that are watching make sure that on most weeknights john uh will be on facebook live uh streaming his hobby streak i think he's almost up to 600 i'm not sure that guy's a madman when it comes to his hobby streak um and also every tuesday through friday make sure you join kathy from three to five three Correct? to five central three to five central uh where she'll be working on whatever she feels like working on because she's cool like that um also we want to thank all of our sponsors uh, Tectonic Craft Studios for uh, supplying some models and discount codes and all this other stuff for giveaways and helping us out and providing some really cool stuff for us um, and supporting us in many different ways. Uh, we also want to thank Muse on Minis. Don't forget, if you want anything from Muse on Minis, make sure you use our discount code more than dice, all one word. You'll get 10% off your order. Also, that helps us out uh, for things that we, we can use the money for. Um, but, uh, they provide some good quality products and you should see some new stuff coming from shortly. Uh, we also want to thank Mechanica Studios for, uh, hosting and selling some of our products, what we have, which you should have a link pop up soon to buy some of our stuff. Uh, but also we're going to be doing a giveaway, uh, for Mechanica Studios. I will probably be posting the f information on that, um, where you can get it and provide that thing that we're going to ask you to do um mechanical studios is going to be giving away one of their star wars legion trays um, we're asking them to do a thing yes we're going to be asking them to do a thing um what's the what the contest is is you not only do you have to like our podcast you know be a follower or whatever but you have to comment on the post and we're going to ask you what is your dream combat you know scenario that you would love to see but it can't be one that's already happened for example, one of the ones we thought would be interesting was, would be Twi'lek Dancer versus Slave Leia and find out who won and how they beat each other up and stuff and give us a, a quick description. So we're going to ask you to do some just some silly stuff and comment in that way. That way we can see it, and then we'll decide a winner for the best one. And uh, Mechanic Studios will give away one of his Star Wars Legion trays. Um, other than that, um, we want to thank all of y'all that are on our Patreon page, that are our Facebook followers, Twitch, you name it. We appreciate everything you do. Uh, and if you have a Prime Amazon Prime account, reach up there, hit that subscribe button. It's free for your first one. Um, so that would help us out a ton. Other than that, uh, Kathy, do we have any shout-outs we need to do for anybody that has passed away or anything? Do we know? I, I feel like we should, but I didn't really keep track. So... You know, I I didn't see anything off the top of my head. Doesn't mean that we don't see anybody. It's just don't know. Um, other than that, 
Um, tonight, uh, while we're talking about chibi stuff, I'm going to be working on some con some uh, conquest models and a conquest that's, model. Uh, you hear the beeping. That's that's my uh, timer that my husband had set for the tea to speak. For the tea. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm going to be working on some conquest stuff uh, because the game is uh, due to hit the shelves any minute. Um, and Yeji, I think, is going to be working on some chibi stuff, right? Yeah. All right. Um, Cassie, what you drinking tonight? I'm drinking tea now. Because <laughs> <laughs> you drank all your then, alcohol uh, during the pre-ramble, right? And my, my Malibu uh, Fizzy Pink Lemonade, which has Caribbean rum with coconut liquor liqueur. It's delicious. Delish. Yeah, Jay, what you drinking tonight? I'm drinking water. Water? <laughs> Boy, you're high rolling it tonight, aren't you? Yep. It's okay. <laughs> we don't. Uh, I am finishing off the last of my Bin 47 port. Um, finishing that off tonight because it was the last bit and I needed to finish it off and get rid of the bottle. So to all of our friends, all of our listeners and everything, thank you. Cheers. 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 Oh, that's good. All right. So let me go ahead and switch over to our paint cam because we... Yeji and I both are going to paint at the same time. We're going to test this out. So while Yeji may take a second to switch over to her paint can, we're going to get up. Um, Maybe? Should take a second. Right. Yay, yeah, I see Chibi. Yeah. Is that Storm? No, it's not. It's uh, it's Seti from Midnight Heroes, but she's, I mean, right now I just have her skin base coated in her mm -hmm. eyes. So that's why she kind of does look like Storm. <laughs> <It does. laughs> <laughs> um, so you're going to be working on that, Chibi. I am actually going to be working on the Pharaomancer for Conquest. Um, just so we know that this guy is part of a unit and buffs and does stuff for units, blah, blah, blah. Really cool miniature. I'm going to paint them sort of similar to like uh, I did the Brute. Um, that's very white. It is. It's, and I hate that because this white just washes out so bad and I can't fix it. Um, but, um, the cloth is going to be that turquoise from the, uh, arithmetic blue and Ari, uh, yep. Achillean, no. Athermatic. A-E-T-H-E-R. Oh, so it's. Like a turquoise. Yeah. Which is different from Achillean blue, which is, you know, teal. Yeah. And then. <laughs> Then I'm going to do, of course, the bone for the bone parts and just say about leather, blah, blah, blah. Um, so other than that, um, Angie, what are you going to be working on? What is that exactly? Uh, so it's Midnight Heroes, uh, one of our sponsors, actually. Um, they're, it's their pirate uh, chibi. Um, and her name is Seti, S-E-D-I. So if you go on their website, midnightheroes.com, uh, I believe. You, you'll be able to find a lot of their stuff. Um, one of their painted ones on there actually is one that I've done recently as well. So I just kind of really love chibis. <laughs> well, <laughs> good, because that's what we're going to be talking about today um, and getting that going through. Um, so, Yeji, yeah. I've known you <laughs> for a little bit. And we've talked back and forth and everything and such. But tell us who you are, what you do. Tell us everything about because you actually have a streaming service and blah, 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 blah. Give us some background of who you are. Oh, man. Um, so how far back do you want it? Like 
birth, we don't care. you know. <laughs> I'll tell you, you have an hour. Or actually, hold on. You have 50 minutes, so you may go with what you want. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, so I started painting. First of all, I'm Yeji. Uh, I'm part of a two-person studio, painting studio called Snickerneck Studios, um, and we do uh, we stream on Twitch as well as um, do a lot of commission work. But uh, we first got started back in 2011 when Clint got me painting and and playing Warhammer 40k. Um, so that's when we first like. I got my first taste of model painting. Uh, before that, my dad's an artist, and so I had done, you know, all sorts of 2D stuff, like from painting to pastels and all of that. Um, and then I realized I don't really like the playing aspect because I kind of get into become a rules lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, and I'm like, no, this page, this here, right, says blah, 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 blah. So I found, you know, I wasn't enjoying it. Um, and other people weren't enjoying it. So I, I turned more to the art side. And I've been painting kind of off and on since. And then back in 2015 was when we started up uh, actual, you know, commission service and uh, Snickerdack Studios. Um, and then this month, actually, we're reaching our uh, July 17th is actually our one year stream anniversary. So we're celebrating all month on uh, Twitch kind of doing giveaways and stuff. So yeah, it's been a Hooray. really, really weird ride. <laughs> it, it is because we we came up on our year and we were like, "What the hell?" Because yeah. we're coming up, we're coming up on our you know 100th episode, and we're just like, "This 100 episodes, this is kind of you know." Yeah. Weird. I mean, you got to do something epic for 100, man. Yeah. Um, I think we'll drink. I think we'll drink really heavily. <laughs> I think, think that's what we'll do. What do you think, Kathy? Uh, think we should just drink? I think that's like every episode ah, so it. i don't see anything <laughs> extra special about that damn it um but and then um we or and then i started teaching back in 2016 um at starting at lvo and i've been kind of doing a, a the the full teaching circuit this year um which kind of got me excited and a little scared you know you know how that is a little bit of imposter syndrome going on sure <laughs> and um, and so I'll be teaching at upcoming cons, Gen Con, ReaperCon, and Warfare Weekend for, mm. and that'll close out the end of the year. Yep, that's pretty much what our con is about—the end yeah. of the year stuff. Okay. Um. Now you said we, and you said Clint, but what I mean. Why are we talking about Chibi and not him not being out here talking about Chibi? Is he not all into the Chibi? Does he not care I about mean, us? He's like okay on Chibi, but he's at work because he works swing shifts. No, 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 not today. Today's Sunday. What am I talking about? He's at the game store playing Infinity. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Of course. That's yeah, perfect. So he's, yeah, usually he's at work, which is why I thought he was at work. But no, he's over at the game store playing Infinity. Gotcha. Um, so that's why he's not on with us tonight. And he's like, he's more of an in Infinity and like sci-fi enthusiast versus the Chibi stuff. Like he's like, eh, on Chibi. But um, one of our friends deemed me Queen Chibi. And so now I'm like, <laughs> I'm not called Queen Chibi for nothing, you know. <laughs> right. Yep. You know, my head's gotten a little big along with the chibis, so, you know, that's what it is. <laughs> I mean, it's only fitting, right? Exactly, right? <laughs> I have exactly one 
here's my one chibi thing. I'll hold it up to the screen so I don't know if you'll uh if 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 you'll get to see this is one of those ones from uh Ah, it's Cerberus. Yeah. So he's just in his sort of Yeah. Is that the impact one? No, this is what do you call it? That cool mini or not? Oh game, the Arcadia, um, Arcadia quest. quest. Yeah. Gotcha. So yeah, that's pretty much it. I have a sea of Nurgle <laughs> facing me right now, and uh, and some Dark Sword, and uh, some Reaper, and some you know Space Marine stuff. And well, you're also gonna take that uh, pop and Nurgle it up, right? Didn't you say we were gonna do that? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I got him. He's on my desk. This guy. Yeah, the yeah. Space Marine pop. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna totally nurgle this guy up. He's, he's, he, that'll be fun. I need to actually sit down and design that though. That's not something where I can just grab some green stuff and just start going. I got to figure out. I have to plot and plan that project. So, but I'll be doing that live on my stream once I get it figured out what I want to do with it. Gotcha. So, uh, let's talk about what is Chibi? Okay, Chibi is um, it's kind of from Japan. Uh, it's, it's very based off of the anime style. Some people call it super deformed. I don't like calling it that because that just kind of makes it feel like you're trying to downgrade it, right? Um and it's it's mainly an art artistic style where the head is almost the size same size as the whole body. So um, the head's really big, really cute features, really big eyes, um, kind of a derivative off of like uh, a small child. Like you know how kids have like bigger heads and smaller bodies, like proportionately and stuff like that. So that's kind of where the chibi thing comes from. Gotcha. So. Anything that has a really big head and a small body is chibi. Mm-hmm, pretty much. That's the most simplest, most simplest, most simple <laughs> definition. <laughs> I haven't been able to English the last That's couple okay. of weeks. We, we, we talk gooder here. We talk real good. Okay. Um, so here's my thing. There's a lot of people that like chibi because it's super cute. Yep. And... Super thing, but and this is this is this is just going pure stereotype because I had someone tell me this uh, just recently that only girls like chibis and you what? know if you like this it, it's just a, it's just a girl thing. Now I I, 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 I didn't I didn't blow up at him, but I can understand where that stereotype and I'm putting the stereotype in quotes that where that comes from. Um, but yeah, I get that too. Um, I'm just gonna put this here. Then if you like Funko Pops, you like Chibis too. So, you know, just to burst uh-huh. your bubble. Uh, correct. <laughs> um, because that was another thing I was going with. Funko Pops are a Chibi style, I guess you could say. Because they do all have huge heads and they all have small bodies and so on and so forth. So, are Funko Pops Chibis? Yes. Okay. If Funko Pops are Chibis and... What you're painting is a chibi. Are there a different style of chibis? 
Oh yeah, there's there's differences in because a lot of Western culture has adopted chibis too, like in the cartoon world and whatnot. So um, there's there's always going to be different types of chibis. Um, <laughs> in the end of the day, yep, we are just little dollies. Um, but uh, sorry, I lost my train of thought now. Different style uh, of chibis. Yeah, there are style of chibis. Like there's there's another company out there called Cartoon Miniatures that'll do like almost like caricatures of movie uh, things. I don't know if you guys have seen them, mm-hmm. um, but those are chibis as well. Like it's just there's different. There's more. Um, so like for example, Soda Pop is more of a um, an Eastern style, like an Asian style of chibi. Um, Arcadia Quest is more of a Western cartoonized style of chibis. Um, the Midnight Heroes is very anime uh, influenced. So it's just, you can get it from different influences. All, I mean, all it really has to be is like just super extra cute um, and usually just the big head, smaller body. Okay. Now, one of the classes you're going to be teaching at War for their weekend is everything chibis um so what is everything chibis though i mean because there's i understand there's a cute thing and whatever but what makes it that's going to be different from painting because there's got to be a different way you paint or style your chibis or you know that's just painting a model yeah what's different about that with everything chibi, I kind of go over the history of chibis a little bit as well in class. Um, and then definitely go over the different styles because you can do a couple of different styles with chibis. Um, Gonzo, you watch anime, so you kind of know the cel-shaded style, right? Uh-huh. Yep. So you can do a cel-shaded style with chibis fairly easily. Um, you can do kind of... the I like to think chibis is more bright bold colors because the detail is a lot harder to see than sometimes even 28 millimeter stuff right um so like especially like when it comes to the body parts um so i use bright bold colors quite a bit um and then you can also do put in a lot more texture onto chibis because like for this hair, even though it is textured and it has these strands, right? You There's still these broad expanses like, like here and like here that you can actually put in your own texturing into um, that we usually, a lot of people usually don't do in just regular miniature painting, like a lot of miniature painting. And now it's changing a little bit where, you know, people are doing that, um, hashtag uh fuck smoothness you know and things like that so um it is changing but we all look for very smooth blends and stuff and as a chibi you don't really necessarily have to do that because there are so many broader areas well okay now like one of the things i noticed that you know we're talking about on chibis is the eyes Mm -hmm. is there like a painting style or something that has to do with just the eyes um yes because it's the main focus of the mini um and if you don't get the eyes right like it just looks kind of off um so yeah there are there are certain rules like to an eye that i'll i'll say but um that's for you to learn in class correct that's what i'm saying because i mean (laughs) if you're if you're yeah, you know, because I'm I'm looking at it from someone's outside. I've never painted anything chibi, uh, just never been. I 
collect some Funko Pops and I know what it is and I don't have a problem with it, but I've never painted anything chibi-wise. So I was like, painting and I chibi-wise. Well, what the hell? Okay. I mean, which is, you know, the reason why you're teaching one of the classes because I'm like, yeah. I figured it would just be, you know, okay, here's the black, here's the white, done type thing. So, yeah, no, like, and, and I'm painting the eye right now, right? Like, uh-huh. you can't just leave it just black like this. Like, there, there's things that, that you have to do with it. Um, you well, know, you can, but it doesn't a, look right to you. Is what no, it doesn't look right. And there's different ways to make the eyes. Like, I actually sat down and did a whole study on anime eyes, like, just to get different expressions and stuff mm-hmm. for painting them in 3D. Like, you, I do a study on just uh, just drawing them, just 2D drawing them. Um, so, with that said, why chibis over other models? I love other models too. I mean, yeah, I know, it, but, but I mean, it's just for me, it's the cute factor. <laughs> that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. You can um, and I love, like, I've always doodled eyes, so it's just one of those things. I can make them as expressive as I want them. I can make them um, just m- more colorful. You know, 28 millimeter, you can only get so much color onto those little tiny little areas, right? Like none, pretty much. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You get like two bristles and then just boop. Um, But uh, for chippy eyes, you can get them super expressive just in the way that you do the placement of them um, and experiment with different color combinations and just have fun with it. Now... Is there any paint you recommend for chibis? Uh, is there anything that you like? Oh, like this stuff is really good for what you're doing, or is it just pretty much any paint you like? Any paint you like. I mean, I would say try not to go with the craft paints just because it does make it a little bit harder to do the eyes with craft paints, I think, mm-hmm. texture wise. Phone buzzing. Um, Kathy. I should have warned you about this. Damn it. I'm so what? sorry. Warned you about what? Uh, my internet just dropped. Oh, did it? It might be okay on your guys' end. Okay. Well, you could have dropped it because you're fine. talking to us. It dropped for like two seconds. Yeah. yeah so We're like, used to yeah, that. I, our internet's been like crazy and our ISP is like, yeah, just take a photo of whenever it happens. Well, hmm. It's been it's been a hell of a fight for the past like two weeks. Chris in nineteen nineteen wants to ask. Um, well, there's one. Can you just slather a chibi with contrast paints? Have you tried the contrast paints, by the way? I have not tried the contrast paints. Um, you could. There is a little bit less detail, as I said, like with. Uh, with some of the sculpts, it, they're really great, right? Like with this one, you probably could slap some contrast paint um, and get some of these details still done, right? But there are some things like um, like some of the Arcadia Quest, just because of the plastic that they're made with, um, you, you won't get that many details in it. Or it's really textured already. The sculpt is textured. Like, excuse me, for a cloak, they'll have like, cross hatching in the texture of the sculpt and so sometimes that's difficult to use contrast paint with just because sometimes paint will get you know into the crevices where you maybe don't want it to be so 
What, what's the challenge of painting a chibi over painting just a normal miniature? Eyes. <laughs> eyes. You think the eyes is the what's the difficult part? I think so because otherwise you're kind of it's it's the same thing, right, as painting a regular miniature. But if you don't get the eyes down right, it looks off. Um, whether it's the positioning, if you don't put the reflective dots in there, um, it looks like a dead eye. Um, dead eyes. Yeah. So it's, I think eyes are both the um, most exciting and most painful things to paint for Chibi. Which is why I always keep fiddling with it, even though, like, whenever I paint. Well, I noticed that you have your, your the miniature you have right now. Um, did you do like a Zenithal style highlighting on that? I did because this was for class and it's a leftover from class. Okay. Um, but, which I think I'm going to have, I think I'm going to have this model for class at Warfare Weekend. Yeah. Um, I was, I was planning out the, the model, but, um. So I zenithal that just so it's easier for people to kind of see um, it during class as well as to kind of explain how zenithal works and, and things like that. Gotcha. So you're, you're part of, and what I think is funny is whenever I first started um, emailing you for things because, you know, you're teaching classes that were for a weekend. Um, why? Because I've wanted to call y'all Snicker Snacks. <laughs> Um, cause the way it's, the way it looks, it's just, my brain automatically goes to snicker snacks. Yep. What, what, what's the story behind your name and why is it like this? So <laughs> I, we've had to tell this story multiple times on our channel as well. Um, because everyone calls a snicker snack, right? Yes. And I don't blame you guys because you know, snicker snack goes the Vorpal blade. There's just no Vorpal blades here. <laughs> Um, but, uh, so one day I was playing Zombicide with a couple of friends of mine. We don't know um, about Zombicide at all. None of us have played <laughs> it before. Um, and we were playing that and one of our friends was in an another room and he was like, he was getting just beat down by a zombie and I was just running around collecting loot. And so I was just snickering and he goes, don't be a snicker neck. And I'm like, what the hell? We just stopped for a second. I'm like, what the hell is a snicker neck? And he's like, I don't know. You're just snickering. You're like, hee hee hee. And like, I don't know. <laughs> so I was like, oh, you know what? That'd be kind of cool if it's like a snicker and you, and cause I snicker quite a bit and um, like a knack for something. So that's why it became snicker knack. Gotcha. Um, Kathy, do you paint a lot of, not for your personal, but I know that you've done, you know, some commissions. Have you been like commissioned to do chibi type stuff? Never. 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 No. All I have is, like I said, I have that one uh, Arcadia Quest guy. Mm -hmm. the, the Cerberus, which is actually, I mean, it's not really, I wouldn't call it a chibi man has big head, but it doesn't have the big eyes and... I want to paint, excuse me, I want to paint the big eyes. I haven't ever had a chance to do that. So if anybody's yeah. listening, Cassie's looking for some commission work to paint chippy stuff. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> so why are you 
teaching classes because you and I have talked about this before, but it, it's not easy work teaching classes at all. It's not no, like I just not. go up there and sit there and talk and just show you because you've got a lot of things you have to think about whenever you decide you want to travel to, you know, paint uh, for a class. I mean, is this just, hey, I'm just going to go out here and you're going to make, you know, you're going to make a ton of money doing this, right? Uh, I wish. <laughs> I wish I made a million dollars every time I went to go or to go be invited to teach classes or, you know. Wait, 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 wait. You don't just automatically get your classes? No. What do you mean? I thought, you know, since you're a commission painter, it just automatically assumed what I'm trying to get at is there are a lot of people that have a lot of misconceptions of what it takes to be a commission painter and take oh, yeah. and go to conventions and teach classes that you're just going to make. Well, well, I'm paying 50 bucks for this class and she's got 50 people in here. She's making bank today. And then, you know, she's going to take down all this money and oh, I'm sure they pay for everything for her. So she's just going to be making tons of money and, you know, they'll just <laughs> let her do everything. And that's something I want to bring up because that came up recently with me about, you know, you should be paying these people, you know, tons of money to do this and you're not like yeah, so. run, run us through what it takes to be a commission painter, not just chibi, but I mean, that's what are you are teaching, but what takes it, you know, what, 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 what does it take to be a commission painter and go teach someplace else? Because I mean, do you have another job besides this? Oh no. It, in April, um, commission painting became my full-time thing. Okay. Commission painting and Twitch streaming became my full-time thing. So, um, along with one other aspect, and I'll I'll, I'll expand on that. But no, that's fine. Yeah, go ahead. Um, so yeah, just like any other job, you know, like you think it's kind of like a cushy thing. Oh, like you're doing what you love for a living and whatnot, and <laughs> that's awesome, right? Yeah. Um, but it's not. It, it's an as an art. Um, it's it is difficult because there's still people out there that think that instead of this mini painting, especially as an art, they think of it more of as a hobby still. So you're still going to get things from that. Um, so it's it's more like five full-time jobs within the aspect of a commission painter, right? Because you have to yep. be a social media a marketer. You have to be a business you know, planner. You have to be um, a, a painter. Like there's... And then, like, part of, for us, like, we're streaming it. Um, part of it is me going out and teaching at cons. Another part of it that I'm trying to build up to is um, appraisal. So, because I was in the insurance world prior to going full-time with this. Um, and appraising minis. Because that's, when you get into going with home insurance stuff, like, it's weird. Hey, Godric, But... Yeah, it's, it's something that, um, and that's kind of why I had imposter syndrome, as I said earlier, was um, I kind of fell into the teaching thing a little bit. So my background prior to all the painting stuff, um, I started tutoring when I was in fifth grade. I was um, going to, like, I was like two credits shy of, or like a couple credits shy of getting a minor in education in college. So education has been a really big part of my life. And I love that moment when someone like when you're teaching someone something and they're just like, Oh man, I get it. I get it. You know, yeah. 
So I, I love that moment. And so I kind of wanted to start teaching, but, and um, it kind of came up with mini painting because a couple of years ago, Wargamer Consortium kind of, um, after Chung had his heart attack, just kind of went a little crazy with uh, LVO. And Las, LVO is Las Vegas Open, and it's a convention here in my town because I live in Vegas. So Aaron had asked me, he was like, hey, can you can you take this class? Cause there was supposed to be a tribute class and nobody else could make it. And so I was like, okay, <laughs> let me try this, you know? And uh, Lynn and Aaron were teaching like 16 hour days that year when I, when I first started teaching um, at LVO. Cause there were like no other teachers. It was crazy. I'm like, how are you guys surviving? That just sounds horrifying. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I took that class as well as another class and uh, taught there. The first time I was teaching, I was literally like this. I was like, okay, guys, so this is how you paint an eye. And I'm like shaking like this. And like it's <laughs> paints going everywhere. And they're like, you sure? Like they're looking at me a little quizzically. And I'm like, yeah, you can always clean it up. You can always clean it up. It's okay. <laughs> uh-huh. But it was, yeah, it was pretty funny. And then from there, um, ReaperCon had an open call one year. And so I submitted, you know, hey, this is a class that I want to teach along with here's my examples. So, yeah, there's some times where you can have um, where some conventions will have open calls for artists because it like, you know, match with other cons and some people couldn't make it. So they, they had an open call. Otherwise, like you actually do, you know, have to be invited or know someone that can introduce you to the event organizer and um, can kind of put a bug in their ear for you, <laughs> I guess. I thought you just showed up and you got it. I mean, oh, Gen Con that, has so many classes that they let everybody teach, right? That would be the life. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so what does it take to actually do a class? Um, And I'm talking about from start to end, from planning to whatever, because I think there's this misconception that you get everything and every you get every bit of money that you charge and so on and so forth. So So, don't have to. I don't want you to like cite you know certain cons or whatever because it's all different from everywhere. Yeah. But what do you have to do to think about? you know, painting at a convention? So for the first thing, you have to have an idea of what you want to teach, right? Otherwise, like, what's the point? Um, There's going to, after you choose what you want to teach, you have to make sure you have models for the class. Wait a minute. Uh, Whoa, 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 whoa. Back up, back up here. You mean you have to supply a model for someone to teach? I thought you just watched me and I just went over stuff and you just went, oh, okay, that's how it's done. I mean, there's some people that do that, and there's some (laughs) classes that that do that. Um, You know, there's, if you're planning on teaching, and those are called demo classes, a lot of the times airbrush classes are like that because sometimes you can't have, you know, that many airbrushes and like setup is all a little bit more of a headache. Um, But mostly for hands on classes, which is what I teach, um, I will provide a model. I will provide uh, paints in case um, there's only a couple of conventions that'll um, put, you know, give teachers a whole set of paints to, to go use. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, you know, due to either their budget or, you know, they're a company that makes th- those paints. Gotcha. Um, 
and you can so there's there's different ways that you can go about it right you can ask a company to sponsor your classes and provide minis um, you can ask your um, a lot of companies will be more than happy to either help you either at cost or, or kind of like that because you're doing that and and putting this class together and kind of helping them market a little bit for to your um, your students um, or like for my FLGS they've sponsored classes before um, and that's just you know kind of we have their cards and stuff out and um, they're kind of supportive of our, you know, the artists and, and the, their home community and stuff like that. So we um, had stuff like that happen. Crimson yeah. nineteen nineteen has a question because he thought um, you got that for free for being showered with sponsorships. I mean, people just <laughs> give you models and you just automatically you have probably like what fifteen to twenty million dollar companies that just want to give you models all the time, right? There are some awesome companies um, that if you ask. And you say, like, this is what I can bring to your table, then they'll help you out with stuff, right? Or if it's a company that you started out with helping them out, you know, uh, from when they first started. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, Brian sponsors all my chibi classes. Brian. He gets Brian from Midnight Heroes. Okay. That's what we're at. Um, so, yeah. Midnight Heroes sponsors all my um, chibi classes. And he's amazing. He gives them to me for free. So that I can use them in class. Um, we, he usually will give me even a code for people to buy their models at like a percent discount, right? Mm-hmm. So um, there are some companies that if you ask them, and, and some of these companies are just, they're small one-person companies, you know? Yeah. Um, and uh, they'll do that. Other companies, you have to pay at cost uh, for the mini. Um, it's just what you kind of discuss with the company itself. There's not companies going like, here's my minis, go out there with them for free exposure. Like they're artists themselves too, right? Like you're, you can't just work just on exposure by itself. Right. So. (laughs) Well, the the reason why I point this is there's the reason why I'm asking these questions is, this isn't all for free and you just don't get everything handed to you. You've got to, you, you've got costs associated with everything. I mean, do you get your room and board paid for every single time you go somewhere? No, it depends on the con. So there's some cons that, um, will help you out with, with certain things. Um, there's other cons and that's just the cost of business. Like there's certain cons that, that you are, that you just kind of from the money, and that's what I expect from a con. It's like, it's just a cost of business that I'm supposed to pay for my way to get there. And then if that covers, you know, the most that I can kind of ask for is to recoup the cost from the classes. That's my expectation, I guess. Um, well, don't you get every bit of money that you charge for your class? Oh, no. What do you mean? For most classes, for most conventions, um, they have to, the convention itself has to pay for the room. Like, that's just the cost of business. Um, so at least a portion is taken out. Some cons, it's smaller. Other cons, it's a lot bigger. Um, so that's why sometimes, like, especially for, like, the Las Vegas ones, you might say the cost's a little bit higher, and that's because it's the cost of Las Vegas. Like, that's just the cost of the room. <laughs> so Crimson19 <laughs> says, so what I'm hearing is that I should tell my boss 
off tomorrow and start living the life of a high-rolling miniature painting teacher. <laughs> oh, man. I wish. I wish. Well, because you are coming to the Warfare Weekend, which I instantly, whenever we were doing painting and things and, and saying that we were going to have teachers uh, and paying teachers at the convention, you know, they're letting them charge for the classes, um, I, I immediately thought of you because you're one of the few painters I know that do Jimmy. And, I, you know, we're friends and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, there was, you know, more than just, you know, come paint at my convention. Because um, I had to learn some of the ins and outs and so on and so forth about this. And I knew it wasn't, I knew you're not living the high roller in life. You're, you're not a studio painter. You know, you're not employed, you know, with a large corporation per se to do this. And there's a lot of people that have a lot of misconception about what goes on as a convention painter. Or teacher, yeah. or you know, con, you know, commission. I mean, Kathy, Kathy's talked about this before, and we've gone over the subject about, you know, it's, it's not all glam and glitz, and everything, you know, works. Oh no, yeah. yeah. And uh, even the life of a studio painter is also not high rolling by any stretch. Correct. Yeah. I mean, we're yeah, we're not, not saying that they are. I'm just saying <laughs> you might that's be a... more well known amongst your tiny niche of a niche of a niche of miniature painting. Yeah. <laughs> But that's about it. Yeah. This isn't, you know, you're. And you may get some free models. Yeah. I mean, yeah. All your models aren't free. Bonus. <laughs> okay. So let's go back to uh, painting conventions. You said that you pimp out people to try to get you models to paint at the convention. Yeah. Um, and then sometimes if you're lucky, the convention will have paints um, yeah. for you. But what happens if they don't? How. How are you getting this stuff through and to the convention? Because, of course, if you're doing something that's not local, you're going to have to most likely fly, I'm guessing, right? Yes. How are oh, you getting Oh, hey. Xander says, okay, I might want to be taking the chibi model class at Warfare <laughs> Weekend, you mean, Xander? Or, like, seriously? Dude, come out. Do it! We will have class. We will have tickets coming up soon. So... They're not ready yet, but we're trying to get that. we got to get a few more things, and we'll get that. We'll do a countdown, of course. And, yeah, I'd love to see you guys there. Like, even if it's not just for actual classes, like, sit down, chat for painting-wise. Like, I'm always down for that. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> Crimson actually says, uh, you spelled warfare wrong, Xander. I don't like you no more. Um. Crimson nineteen nineteen. So, as a commission painter, do you have an unpaid intern that use that you use to clean your mold lines? Like, I wish. Okay, <laughs> so here here's the thing. Let, let, let's go to the commission paint real quick, and let's go back. Um, I want to commission you to paint, model, you know, whatever. Do I need to do all the work for it, and just let you paint it? What what is usually happens? I love you too, Xander. I mean, what 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 is what is the typical you know procedure? I mean, what happens from your perspective? We know Kathy, and we've talked about hers, but I mean, your chippies are a whole different. A lot of them are single pieces, right? Oh yeah. Um, so it depends on what I discuss with the customer, right? Um, and this is even just for our regular, not just chippies, just kind of everything in general. Mm -hmm. um, usually, I like to say that I like them unassembled, untouched, so that I can determine what I have to do with it and whatnot. Gotcha. Um, if they're already assembled and you send them to me, 
if there's no mold lines, unless you specifically state or unless we have this discussion that you want those mold lines removed, if you just send them to me already pre-assembled, I'm going to paint them as is. Because you must have been happy with the way that they look. It, it, that's the way they're going to be painted. Um, if we had this discussion, hey, and, and I, this, this is one of the questions that I ask, like, hey, do you want the mold lines removed? You know, if you send them to us, they're already automatically going to get the mold lines removed. If they're assembled and sent to us, do you want them removed or not? Um, and we already have this expectation discussion, right? So if it's sent to us, we'll remove the mold lines. That's all included in the pricing that we quote you. Um, the paintings included, any, like, any bubbles to be filled, that's already included. Um, and then small basing, so like um, any standard basing, like a little tuft of grass or um, kind of like a texture base or something like that. Unless we discuss extra basing stuff, that's always included in our in our costs. Um, um, I wanted to interrupt just real quick. Mm -hmm. Hey, Kathy, I've been um, playing with this Blood Angel red contrast paint. I see that. Uh, very, very good for blood. Very, very, very good for blood. Um, I've been using it and right, putting it over the yellow, but I've been taking, I took that, um, what is it? The dark oath flesh and put it in after it's dried and it gives it a really dark, you know, deep, deep blood red look. So, um, uh, heads up, you may want to kind of play with that a little bit. So I, I kind of see what... Curious what you think about this. It does a really good gory blood did, look. Did you not watch my streams when I was testing out the contrast paint? Kathy, do I ever have time to watch everybody's stream all the you time? You know, there are archived videos. Do Just I have saying, time? Read here. There's still not enough time, Kathy. There's still not <laughs> enough time. Oh, sure, but you have time to watch the third season of Stranger Things. Yes, because I, I need a downtime. I need a downtime. <laughs> What's sad is no, I, I did I did use uh, that Dark Angels color and it was over yellow even was it and I really liked it yeah there's the Space Marine right here I was I really like the way it but looks you as can't a blood because you know it's tiny and look 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 at the Space Marine <laughs> and it looks like ass on here. But, uh, well, it kind of looks like ass in real life, honestly, but um, <laughs> I, I am not using the contrast paints because, for me, as a creature of habit, yep. I was comfortable with the way that I'm painting right now for the first time ever. I am not going to spend a shit ton of time learning how to paint another different way. And that's what I would. That's what I felt like I was doing when I was testing out those paints. It was just nuts for me to try and figure that stuff. And then I've got Jim in the other room doing like oh my gosh. hours of freaking YouTube live videos. Uh, Not even an exaggeration. Like, contrast paints and doing non-metallic metals with contrast yeah, paints on top of it. All crazy fun things I mean, with them. That kind of makes sense because it, they're kind of what? Contrast paints are kind of like what? A mix between glaze and uh, ink, right? Yeah. They're, they're, so that kind of makes sense. Well, I mean, it was just very interesting because I was looking and I was seeing Jim's work and I was like, holy crap, he just took contrast paints and made non-metallic metal out of them. But I mean, that's 
Jim. He can yeah. paint with two brush hairs and something comes out freaking amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's amazing. Some people, I had a lot of friends that were talking about that. They were like, did you see what he did with the contrast paints? And I'm like, yes, he's a god. Leave him alone. He's just <laughs> awesome with those things. But I mean, that's, but because there are a lot of people that still dog contrast paints, which I don't understand. But I think that's stupid to dog contrast paints. Oh, Clint hates them. Yeah. He's played around with them and he hates them. But there's a lot of, he, he's shown that there is potential with them and that's what I like. Yeah. Just, yeah, there's just, there's some really cool stuff you can do with it. Um, okay, so let's go back to uh, commission because say, okay, so you got a company that sponsors you with the minis. You got your paint. How are you going to travel with those paints? So I just put them in a Ziploc bag and put them in my, um, I sometimes put it, or the last time I traveled with them, I put them in my carry-on, like going to Adepticon, and then I decided that I didn't like that, so I just put them in on the way back. I put them in my other luggage. I was like, I can't find the word. A suitcase type thing you put your yes. clothes in. Yeah. Yes. That you put in the cargo hole. Yeah. And not your suitcase. You, you yeah. just put them in your suitcase. Yeah. Gotcha. And yeah, when you come home, they'll kind of explode on you a little bit. <laughs> um, but I mean, you just you just do what you have to do. Because <laughs> the 19s is the dental plan for commission painters amazing, right? <laughs> oh yeah, super amazing. Oh man, health insurance? What's that? Okay, so you you've got everything packed, you got everything ready, you've got your chibis, your going to do con going to do the convention painting so on and so forth and you're ready and you're at your class you just you know you just say hey i'm gonna teach chibis and you know what you're gonna teach chibis so you don't make a lesson plan or discussion oh. or nothing you're just you're just good to go right i always update my lesson plan about after every class that i go do um so i i have a whole handout I have um, places where you can take notes. I have um, little drawings that I've done, um, so it's so that people have something to like hold and you know take back because there's only so much you can absorb when you're actually in a class, right? Because you're also probably taking five other classes along with it. Um, so I always have a handout. Always has my contact information on there too, in case you have any questions afterwards. I'm always happy to, you know, help you critique stuff and whatnot. And how much do you charge per hour for those questions? I don't. What? I should. <laughs> <laughs> I really should, but I don't. Unless we do private lessons. Um, but like quick, quick little things right now, we don't charge for. Um, and that's what we do on our Good to Great Fridays. So on our streams every second and fourth Friday of the month, we'll sit down and have a whole um, feedback session of, like, people just post photos into our Discord or post their Instagram things, and I'll go. we'll go over, we'll sit down and kind of go, hey, like, this might be part that you want to improve on, this might be a new technique to kind of practice for you, things like that. Gotcha. Yeah, because you, you don't just teach just chibi stuff, right? No, I teach everything. I teach um, – so Warfare Weekend, I'm doing the chibi class. Mm -hmm. I'm doing a – oh, now you're – now you're – Ha-ha, gotcha. Hurting my memory. Man. I'm not looking it up. you got to look it up. Gonzo. Yeah, I have my email <laughs> up right here um, as long as my internet works. do 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 
Okay, so I am doing everything chibi. I am doing um, from good to great. So that's our kind of basics, how to get something from just, oh, okay, that's good, to, hey, that looks great from three feet away. Um, and that goes over some of the basics like dry brushing, black lining, washing, how to make your own wash, things like that. Um, Non-traditional skin tones. And that's like for, you know, vampires, um, doing undertone stuff, doing orc skin. So just a bunch of different things with that, doing um, veins underneath skin. Um, and then freehand. So just my basics of freehand class, um, where we'll go over how to do freehand, how to approach it and not be intimidated by it. Um, so, yeah. So you, you don't just teach chibi because, I mean, that's just, you know, it's just kind of weird just to teach chibi. <laughs> I mean, if I could teach chibi and fill five classes for a weekend, like, that'd be awesome. But uh, chibi still has the uh, has a little bit of a stigma, I think. As you said, it has, you know, the connotation of, oh, you must have to be a girl in order to like chibis. Or you must have to um, just like cute things. No, just... There's a lot of things that you can do on chibis that you can't do on 28 millimeter models. Um, so it actually gets you a little bit more practice. So for example, like blending out on skin, you see how flat this face is? Oh yeah. Yeah. So you have to sculpt your own um, kind of like cheekbones and, and highlights for the nose and things like that. So um, that actually helps you teach or it helps teach you uh, how to paint 28 millimeter faces better as well. I could see that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So people underestimate chibis. Do not underestimate chibis. Well, yeah, because I mean, I guess he says, uh, I'm assuming there's more surface area to worry about yeah. on the face. There would be, yeah, and trying to get that transition from light to dark, mm -hmm. and uh, transition from, you know, one color to the next color you know, to look smooth as you go down the face so that it looks more natural. That would be yep. a good practice for that. Definitely. So, um, why? Okay, so so you're done with your class. When you're done with your class, what happens next? What do you mean when I'm done with my class? You've what taught happens? your class. You're done all your classes for the day. You get paid your enormous amount of money that you <laughs> requested. What, what, what's next? I mean, because, I mean, you're, you're definitely going to get paid buku bucks. You go to the restaurant for the food because you didn't eat all day. Yeah. And then you get shit-faced with your friends. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So when you're not painting classes at the convention, what do you usually do? Um, usually I'll sit around and I'll paint with people. Just because, I mean, for, for places like Rubricon or Adepticon, there's places like Fort Wobble um, that Kathy and Jim kind of have, like, all the lights there for you. And so you just sit around, you paint, you BS with your artist friends, and you drink. <laughs> but That's what happened. you're, you're going to charge people to sit there and ask you questions while you're doing this, right? Because you're off the clock and blah, 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 right? No. What? We don't charge. We don't charge. We sit around and talk for the hell of it, guys. It's all free and fun. 
I, but yeah, but that's your job is, you know, commission painter. So you would definitely be charging someone if they come up and asked you, hey, could you show me how to paint this on this model? No, we Give don't. Give me five dollar. Give five dollar. I'm cheap, cheap. <laughs> now there was. Oh, yeah. I did forget one thing. I'm teaching one on ones. There we go. <laughs> oh, cool. I was wondering when you were going to say something. Yeah, no, I, it's, I got distracted. You are but doing some one-on-one -on -one teaching, which is... I am doing some one-on-one. -on -one. So, like, we can sit and just BS and chat, right? But, like... And this is this is something that you kind of have to be respectful about to commission painters and to, to teachers, right? Like, as much as you can sit there and talk with them for free, it it is kind of nice if you kind of go, hey, I just want you to teach me privately on, like, this certain thing or... I have this model that's work in progress. What can we do to make this into a competition, you know, mini? Um, so doing that is is going to be, you know, it's helpful to the commission artists. You're kind of helping them with their, with if they're a full-time, you know, commission artist, you're helping them with their living. Um, and it's, I, I think it's kind of a respect thing too. Like as much as like, you can, like, you're, like, choosing not to, and you're helping them out, I guess. But if I, I were know. to come up to you and say, hey, I'm having problems painting this black, and you're just sitting there chilling and relaxing, and, you know, I, it, it, it's a social thing, you're not going to snub me and go, hey, take take my one-on-one -on -one class, you know, if you, wanna, if you want all this. But if you're like, hey, can you just kind of help me with this? I'm kind of stuck and not sure how to do this. You're not going to, you know... Yeah, no, no, we don't snub people unless they're snubs. <laughs> yeah, unless, it, unless something else, you know, we understand that. But, I mean, if it's just casual, because I know that there were some people uh, one year at Adepticon, um, and people went, and they were like, oh, my God, this person's sitting there, and they're painting and stuff, and I don't want to bother them. But you kind of want to be bothered to a point, of course. Yeah. About, because you, that's, kind of how you get your work yeah that too um because if you do and sometimes if you do help them out and they like your teaching style like you might book more one-on-ones after the fact right like yeah. um whether it's in person if they're close to you or online because skype even skype sessions actually help quite a bit because you're taking photos back and forth and pick, picking out points and things like that um so like you kind of think online one-on-ones that's a little weird but it kind of does help you out quite a bit um but yeah for the most part like as long as it's not something that's like you're gonna sit me down for three hours and ask me the, <laughs> the question <laughs> about a mini like we're more than happy to help like because that's what we want to be is an inclusive community um i i want to get as many people into chibis as many people into painting as possible that's yeah. just I love this hobby. I love everyone that's in it. And I just love sharing my love for it. So. Yeah. I mean, because one of the things that, you know, we're doing at Warfare Weekend is it's the first time we've had a true, and not, not saying we haven't had a hobby lounge, but we've had a lot of commissioned painters at this hobby lounge and they're all going to be sitting there. And I know that some people get, because whether you like it or not, some people do get intimidated by other painters. And, you know, oh my God, will Don't she talk be, to me? Don't be, we're just people. Yeah, we and, don't like. <laughs> Only on days and in and why, right? Yep. Yeah. I so, was going to say, you know, at least not hard. Not hard. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, people can come up to you and just, like, 
talk to you and, you know, ask you questions as long as they're doing it respectful and not, you know, hey, like I said, three hours worth of painting, you know, mm-hmm. discussion type thing. As long as they're nice and respectful about it, it you'll, you'll offer advice. Just yeah. don't be a douche about it, pretty much. Yeah. And, like, we're not even, I mean, I've been in the same situation, too, where I'm just, like, I'm afraid and intimidated. Like, for example, like, when I first met Jim and Kathy, I'm just, like, oh, my God, Jim is, like, this amazing painter. Oh, my God, there's Kathy. Like, there's there's that thing of, like, you've watched people online or, like, you've heard about them and you've known about them. But they're, they're people. Like, we're all humans. It's We're nothing to be... You know, scared of. What Kathy is. I mean, have you seen her? She's like, she'll reach up and like throw <laughs> things at you at times. Wait, what? <laughs> what? So, no, I mean, there, there is that stigma. And I, and I saw that uh, when I went to Adepticon, somebody was like, I don't know, should I talk to them? Because they're, you know, I was like, if they tell you, hey, they can't be bothered right now, just be okay with that. But if they, they don't, they like to hear from other painters, especially people that are up and coming. So. Hold on just a second, guys. No problem. We'll keep on. We'll blab. Um, I, I, cause I found that interesting, Kathy, cause whenever I was there, um, at Adepticon, Erica wanted to talk to somebody about something cause she's still learning how to paint and so on and so forth. And she was intimidated to go up there and says, and it was with Dallas, by the way. It wasn't with you. It was with Dallas. <laughs> and, you know, Dallas was, you know, was, was a studio painter, privateer press. I mean, he's well Oh, known. I do throw things at Dallas. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> and she was kind of intimidated, but Dallas was like, here, you should try this right here. This is what probably what you're looking for. And he taught her how to do something. Now, of course, she didn't, like, sit there for seven hours and ask him questions. It was like, hey, can you help me out for a second? And he was He's more than welcome. always willing to help yeah. somebody and, and answer questions and meet people and stuff. He's really a, a good, genuine person. Well, and the thing is, is most painters are for the most part. Yeah. There, there's very, very few because they know that if they snub you, that could be potential business or, you know, word of mouth because people talk type thing. So they I mean, sure oh, do. Shit. People talk quite quickly about other painters and, you know, stuff like that. And you're like, hey, I went to go get something painted by Dallas. Or I went to go get painted something by John Smith. And John Smith told me to fuck off. And I'm like, well, then just don't ever do anything with John Smith again. Yeah. Well, and that's the other thing, too. If, if for example, like, and I've seen this with, with Lynn. And she does an amazing job with it. But, like, Hey, I, you know, if you caught them like right before class or right in between classes, right, an artist, and you're trying to ask them a question, they might be busy too, but, you know, Lynn's amazing and she will do something like, hey, I'm running off to class right now, but find me afterwards, you know, we'll get back with you and and we'll help you out with something. So just do understand that sometimes at a convention, like we are back to back on certain things. Um, (laughs) And, or, like, going to lunch because sometimes we do have to eat. <laughs> what? Nonsense. No, you don't you eat until the very end after your last class is over. That, that's so, no lie. That was, that's, I've had conventions like that. I mean, yeah. I was thinking Jim teach. He had a, a stupid amount of classes all in a row. It was all we could do to, to for me to run down to a food truck and, and score some little 
something uh-huh. between classes. It's it's a real thing. People get in a rush, and I think people need to understand that if somebody doesn't pause and stop and talk to you, then you know there's it's not because they're a bad person. No, it's because they're most likely busy, and most people will say, "Hey, I can't right now. I'm kind of busy, but get with me." Blah blah blah. And most people are go, yeah, okay, that's cool, because that's we, we understand not everybody can do everything all the time. But ooh, that almost went bad. Um, a little bit of courtesy goes a long way. Yeah. Type thing. I'm really liking watching you paint this face, Yeji. <laughs> like the eye, and now the all the little uh, the highlighty midtone stuff coming in. Yeah. Really has a lot more dimension. Yeah, it is. And the one thing that I tell people to, and this is for even just like faces, but especially for like chippy faces, go and watch drag makeup videos. Oh, cool. I wouldn't have thought of that. Yeah. That makes sense. mm -hmm. They're sculpting their face a lot more than just regular women are, right? And so when you watch drag makeup videos, like you actually see where the highlights are supposed to go, where you're supposed to put in extra shadows and, and things like that. So, That's a really good idea. Yeji recommends watching drag, guys. So go and watch yeah. drag. Um, so it's, it's into our 8 o'clock hour, and we are going to be working on media section. Do you do still need to paint, or do you want to go back to your um, face cam? Whatever. It's up to you. Whatever. So I'm going to switch it over to our media section. Which I, did y'all see, um, they do have footage of Bill and Ted 3 being filmed. Uh, yeah. so I'm just, I'm, I can't wait. I just don't know what to think of that. I, I, I'm going to wait. I'm going to reserve because, you know, it's, it could be anything. We have no clue. Also, I don't get what... Like, I know John Wick was really successful, and now Keanu Reeves is the shit. And for, like, a million years, all through the 90s and the early 2000s, and I mean, even with the success of The Matrix, he is always the, the wooden actor who who can't really act and now all of a sudden everybody <laughs> wants him and I just don't get this. Well, it's it's not just his acting, it's also his personal life. Um there's a lot of things that people don't know about Keanu that are they're finding out um about all like the cool children's hospital stuff. Well, also like he's actually a good person. It doesn't yes. make him a great actor though. No. Uh but I mean there's just a lot of things that he does. Um I know that he's he donates a lot of money um, he's given like the stunt people, uh, that worked on matrix. He bought them all like Harleys or something. I mean, he's just done. He's, he's just a decent person. Like yeah. that's what it is. And we're applauding him for being a decent person. <laughs> yeah. Everyone just be more decent. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing is he's, he's actually a really, really cool guy outside of acting. He does it, you know, he, the lot of things he does outside of acting has, has been really good positively for not just him but for the community and humanity as all um okay so i have uh like i said quite a few to talk about yeji kathy said she has nothing she hasn't done anything all week but i I have not watched anything no the closest i got was playing battlestar galactica the board game last night (laughs) with some friends that's the closest i got to tv I have six things. Yeji, what do you have? How many do you have to talk about? Um, I, I mean, I have a couple that I could talk off with you. Um, I have some 
I have some uh, anime stuff too. Okay. So Do you have any of the the ones I need to talk about? Is Fairy Gone, Double Decker, Stranger Things, Creed Two, Bungo Stray Dogs, and Dumpling? Any of those that you need to talk about, or anything you want to comment on? Any of those? Um, I haven't watched the newest season of Bungo Stray Dogs, but I love that show. I've only watched the I haven't finished the complete season yet. I'm only I've got a few more episodes to go, but I'm only watching it. Okay, here's the thing. Everybody knows that I am very picky on my anime. I can't stand super chibi stuff. I can't stand fan service stuff. I'm not very much into the cutesy stuff. And especially if it's over-sexualized, you know, fan service, I will not watch it. I just can't stand it. it. You know, it's just not my cup of tea. And I have to watch it dubbed. I can't do subtitled. What? Um, yeah, I know. I, I catch a lot of hell for Blasphemy. that. Blasphemy! And the reason why I can't is my brain can't handle subtitles. I'm too busy doing 20 billion other things that I have to listen to my anime just as much as I watch my anime because I'm just super busy. You know what? That totally makes sense. I could see that about you. Yeah. Uh, I can't. I can't. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'll sit there and pause it, you know, when I need to go to the bathroom or do anything like that. But for me to just look at and read an anime, I <laughs> Crimson says so learn Japanese yeah I, I could do that too and, and, and I get that I have like people says hey the anime is so much better when it's the Japanese actors I'm like yes I, I have the intonations them. yeah there, there, there's much more inflection in the tones and so on and so forth and I understand that N- nothing against it I just my, my brain can't handle it uh, you did say that you saw Dumpling right yes let's, let's go ahead and go with that one I watched that today uh, it is on Netflix. Um, it is a story about a girl that is a bigger lady. And her mother is a beauty pageant queen, and, you know, so on and so forth. And so she um, runs all this stuff. And as a, I want to say payback or, uh, you know, just to give her mom crap, she is joining the pa- beauty pageant. For this small town, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, of course, she's a bigger girl. Um, and she's got her best friend, which isn't a bigger girl. And then another friend that is a bigger girl. And then a girl that is... How would you... I hate to categorize, but I'm doing the stereotype. Because that's what the show's kind of... It's not stereotype, but, you know... Well, what it is about stereotypes and breaking them. Yeah, it is. Um, the The feminist icon i guess you could say um girl that's in it too um and it's 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 about it's a small town too so it's not like you know big you know city life or whatever but it is about this girl finding out who she was the fights with her mother and it is it does have some comedic value um we've got some great drag queens in it um that are great to watch and everything um, it wasn't bad. Um, I thought it was going to be better. I, I enjoyed it. There's nothing wrong with it. Um, it wasn't like this, you know, it, it's not going to score zero space herpes with me, which, uh, yeah, I think I did tell you how we rate our, our movies. Yeah. Um, it, it's not going to be a, a zero space herpes, but maybe like, maybe pushing a two and maybe that's just because if you're not something you don't like, if it's just not your show. But, I mean, it wasn't a bad show. There was some great acting, um, great actors in it. There wasn't anything, you know, 
horrible about it. It's, I was expecting a little bit more comedy, but it did lean more towards the serious side. Uh, body imagery and expectations of women in those roles and doing those things. So I mean, it wasn't bad. It just, you know, wasn't, you know, a zero. So I gave it like, I would say pushing a two um, to two and a half. Uh, definitely if it's not your thing. But I mean, it wasn't a bad movie. What did you think? I think, yeah, I, I, I kind of found it funny that Jennifer Aniston is, you know, as I said earlier, kind of in those mom roles now no offense to her i mean i i grew up watching you know her movies and stuff like that and i i sometimes forget how old i am until i'm reminded um <laughs> as i say this no offense uh, but uh, yeah there's there's sometimes when the kids are just say something and i'm just like wait what like you you don't know about this oh right that was my generation yeah um but yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was one of those like feel good movies. Yeah. So, it was. Yeah. All right, so we can get that one out since we got it together. All right, go and give give me. Actually, I'll go with one. I watched a new. Okay, you did uh, Bungo Stray Dogs. I only got through most of season one. Um, okay. Uh, Bungo Stray Dogs is about uh, people that have special human powers. I can't remember what they call it. They call it a certain thing, and. Um, they fight other people that have strange powers. Um, there is a chibi-esque feel to some of this stuff because there's the crying river tears or, you know, the blood nose and, you know, scenes where you would think it would be an acting scene. Uh, but instead of doing, you know, the facial expression, like, um, typical artwork, it comes into the anime artwork where their eyes are really big and their teeth are super sharp and so on and so forth. Nothing wrong with it. Very Japanese anime style. Um, I like it. I think it's got a cool story. I think the animation is pretty good. Um, it doesn't rank on my 100% preference, but I'm going to wait, watch the rest of season one because uh, I'm watching it on Funimation. Uh, and of course, I have to wait till the dubs is there. Um, it's good. It's not a bad anime. Um, I don't care for, like I said, the sharp teeth, big eyes, you know, anime feel of it. Um, but that's just a personal preference. Um, I like my anime a little bit more seriously drawn. Um, it, it, it's doing the pushing the two space herpes because it's just a personal thing. Um, there's some weird, weird, weird obsession with some of the characters like this guy wants to commit suicide all the time and he's like it's like this the central focus point of the character and you're like what and just kind of off throws but i mean it's not bad uh i'm gonna finish watching the rest of the season what do you think uh yeji i that's just making sure my mic's on um i i really love that show it's it has to deal with a lot of things that Japan kind of has to deal with right now with, you know, a lot of um, people actually, you know, committing suicide and things mm -hmm. like that. Um, the not growingness of, of the, the lower generations. And then um, some of the personal interactions there are just, they're so cute. And I'm, you know, me cute. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so you give it zero or one. Um, I know. I, I there are better animes out there than that, um, so I guess more of a one. Okay. All right. 
Um, so let's see, where'd my list go? Ding. Let's go uh, one that you haven't watched, but I did watch, called Fairy Gone. Um, fairy as in the mythical creatures. This uh, anime is about people uh, people that have mythical creatures inside their body that fight for them and with them. Um, the setting is kind of a right before the, you know, the steampunk, you know, you know, mechanical revolution, I guess you could be. Because there's like these coach wagons that still have, there's coaches and wagons that still have horses, but then there's some that are drawn by mechanical feet or whatever. Um, kind of somewhat like um, uh, Full on Metal Alchemist, but a little bit more far-fetched um, time period. Um, it's drawn really well. The story is really good. I'm actually looking, I can't wait for the next, or the next few things because it's actually, um, coming out and it's dubbed right as soon as the episode comes out. Um, so it's, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. So I'm, I'm going into it. It's got uh, a really cool story about people that want to capture and use fairies and fight in these wars. Uh, art works really well. Uh, there's no... It's a pretty serious anime, so there's no chibi style to it. There's no, you know, big gnashing teeth. It's, you know, people die, so on and so forth. And it's a pretty more serious side of anime artwork. Um, voice acting is good. I have no problems with it. Um, a lot of good characters. A lot of cool art in it, as in the, you know, the, the fairies. Because the fairies aren't just, you know, these winged little creatures. Like this one guy, it's a fairy, but it's a giant beast of a werewolf that fights with them so i mean it's they're kind of liberal with the word fairy uh type thing um i liked it i thought it was great uh maybe a one if that but it so far the what i've seen i think it's the uh, first 11 episodes uh 10 or 11 episodes has been really good and good and, and solid uh highly recommend it if you like anime uh, i saw it on funimation um the dubbed version i'm sure there's you know you can get subtitles if you're into that and have to have it that um, one's on hulu uh as well i believe it? okay yeah um i liked it i thought it was great i was like i could deal with more of this show because it fits what i like in an anime and what's going on so recommend one maximum other than that really cool one space rp uh i guess we can go with one of yours then um, so I recently ended up watching um, an anime called Hitoribochi no Marumaru Seikatsu, and it's Hitoribochi's life or the the life of being alone. Okay. Um, and it's it's really cute um, in in the feel good way, right? It doesn't have much of the chibi stuff going on, although like the girls are drawn more in that roundish, cuter style mm-hmm. um, that chibi's kind of known for the rounder faces and whatnot. Um, but it's a story about this girl um, Hitori or Hitori Bochi. Like it's kind of a play on words too, because that's like being alone, right? But um, Bochi Hitori is a girl. Um, she suffers from social anxiety much like us. <laughs> and she's only had one friend ever throughout uh, elementary school. And in middle school, she and her only friend actually part ways, like to go to different schools. And the other, the friend, she's outgoing and such. And she said, I'm not going to be your friend anymore unless you make all of your classmates your friend. So Hitori Bochi is like, she is trying so hard now upon entering middle school to like find all these friends and 
um, she's like she's trying to make friends with her class before graduation. And so she goes through these stages of like, no, this is, this is my plan, like of to not make friends now. And then, you know, like, it's like plan a don't go to school plan B buy the school plan C. I don't know, you know, things like that. And um, she speaks in front of the whole class the first day. Cause you're supposed to introduce yourself in class. And she's like, my name, my, my, my name. And she's all stuttering is Hitori. And then she goes, bleh. <laughs> like it made her so nervous that she threw up and so like it goes through her making friendships with all these girls that that sit around her and for me it was kind of like oh man like that that's like me like even now like to make friends sometimes you're just like oh crap like just social anxiety being there and you know the judgment and and all of that so um to me it was just like I could totally identify with her. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So space herpes, I think 0.5. Um, Cause I didn't actually cry in this and I'm normally not a crier, but there have been some animes that have made me cry. Um, if you want to listen to that, I'll let you know. Uh, the animes that make Yeji cry. Yes. And, and there's stuff that like Clint has cried in as well, just because of how, how very emotional and character development it is um, that uh, you're just like, no. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think I give it 0. 0.5. Okay. Um, another one. Just a second. I got some paint on my brush. I want to get off. Uh, another one I watched just recently was Double Decker. Double Decker, uh, Double Decker is an anime about um, this guy that wants to be a super cop. Um, and there's these drugs that are going around um, called Anthem. And Anthem, if taken incorrectly or overdose, gives these people super superpowers and they're able to turn into these super beasts and, you know, just kill everybody. Um, and so there's like this, you know, thing about it. And he wants to be this super cop that helps out everybody and does all this cool stuff and everything. Um, and he, the reason why it's called double, double decker is because once he gets into the super cop group, um, they team people up with a rookie and a veteran and it's called double decking. Because you're supposed to be watching each other's back, teaching each other type thing. Um, and they go on these things about, you know, helping each other out and trying to become friends. And there's a huge team. Um, and, it, and it does have a comedy-esque to it. There are some comedies. Um, there's comedic value in the show. It's not just complete seriousness. Um, but it wasn't... It's not all serious and it's not all comedy either. So I was kind of iffy about it. Uh, <laughs> that's not funny. Um, now it's funny. In comics, Scotty Potty goes, an anime about a guy who took a dump in the toilet reserve. Double-decker. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, it, it is. it does lend itself to some seriousness, but it is. Uh, it does have some good comedic value to it. There's a lot of good jokes and stuff said. Um, it is. It, it, it's pretty good. Um, it it doesn't hit like any like major, you know, cool story lot plots. And, you know, it's not, it doesn't take itself serious. Uh, some of the artwork is kind of like some of the girls are dressed up in the super, super 
anime style of, you know, lots of pinks and frills and, you know, that type of thing. But, I mean, it all fits their characters. It's not just one person. It's not just, you know, it's not done for fan service, if you know what I'm saying. Um, it, it, it's pretty good. I recommend it. Uh, maybe two space herpes because, you know, some people just aren't going to like the comedy value of it. But I liked it. I thought it was good. Um, but like I said, pushing, pushing to, but not horrible. Um, other than that, uh, I, I recommend it. It's on, like I said, it's free. It's on Crunchyroll. So I mean, or, uh, it's on Funimation. So you can watch it. No problem. Um, I liked it. I liked the style of it. It was kind of neat and stuff. Um, what else you got? I'm going through my anime because I have this thing on Anime Planet. Like, it's a site where you can like actually record like what you've watched and like how long that's actually been since you've watched anime. Like back to back, if you were watching anime back to back, twenty four hours a day, seven days a week, like how much of your life you would have spent on anime. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, right now, I'm sitting at like a little over five months. Yeah, Clint's at like, Clint's at like uh, six months, over six months. And I'm just like, how? But he has been watching anime five years more, you know, at least five years longer than I have. Yeah. Um, but go take another one because I, I don't remember. I finished a long one, but it's an old one and it's kind of meh. Um, so I'm kind of trying to look for the, the newer good ones. Um, so let's go with the one that everybody binge watched on July 4th, Stranger Things 3, season 3. Um, everybody except me. And me. Yeah, there's a lot of people that didn't. I'm just saying. Um, I'm a huge Stranger Things fan because, one, it's during my childhood. I mean, 100%. This is during my childhood. So it, it, it hits home a lot. Um, it was very interesting. They hit the time period. It's 1985. Hit it just right with everything that happens, malls. The things that were in the mall, uh, I was watching. I was like, oh, I remember when those used to be around. <laughs> um, I remember when that happened. Um, it was good. Um, I think, it, was, in my opinion, I think it was better than season two. Um, they uh, do some things that are really cool. Uh, I'm not going to, this is a spoiler free, so I'm not going to give any spoilers out for it. Um, there was very few little downtimes and lags to say about the show uh there was plenty of good uh said about it i thoroughly enjoyed every episode uh all the characters were great even the new there was a lot of new characters a lot of people brought in a lot of great scenes um characters did a lot of growth um the final episode is amazing and there is one scene in there that just blew me away and it was just because of yeah i remember you know this was you know this is something that happened and you could see kids doing this uh at that time and everything um there is a lot of stuff that i hope comes into the next season um because i was thinking about this and i was like who the hell just doesn't move away from this town this is the third time something mysterious, dangerous, evil, and people have died like crazy in this town. Why aren't people moving away? 
Um, you know, I would have if this was something that happened in my town where, you know, all this stuff. I'm like, fuck this. We're moving. There's like, you know, 50 billion people have died in this town. Not really. Um, but there's a lot of stuff that goes on. It is really, really good. If you're a Stranger Things fan, uh, to me, I think it's the one of the best seasons besides one. But one has a nostalgia feeling to it. Um, it does deal with growing up. Um, which I think is good because, of course, the kids are growing up and the they're starting to have things, you know, like, um, shit, you know, my friend's growing up and he's got a girlfriend and we know how that affects, you know, friendships with, between guys. Um, it, there's a lot of growing up they do in this show, um, emotionally and with kids and stuff that I really, really enjoyed. Uh, the last episode had this, like I said, had a scene in there that just, I've actually watched that scene a couple of times because it was like just so damn good. Um, so, highly recommend it. Zero Space Herpes. Uh, if you haven't been to watch it, go ahead and do it. Um, then come and message me so I can talk to you about it without spoiling stuff because I want to blab about it. Because uh, I won't spoil because that's just, you know, that's uncool. Um, highly, highly recommend it. Get off here and go watch it now. Uh, and with that said, we hit 8.30 on the dot. Um, I have one more to talk about. Well, I'll hold it for the next episode. And that'll be Creed 2. Can you uh, hold it that long? I can hold it that long. <laughs> I've got a huge bladder. <laughs> um, Yeji, yeah, we want to thank you for coming on and talking about uh, not only Chibis, but... Yeah, thanks, Yeji. For commission painting. If you want to meet her in person, she will be at Gen Con teaching classes, and she will be at Warfare Weekend teaching classes and hanging out. Uh, in and at our... ReaperCon. Oh, yeah. yeah. And at ReaperCon. And at ReaperCon. I don't ever get to go to that. Um, I think it was awesome having you here. Um, guys, if you like what you see, you can support us in any way possible. Um, we have a ton of ways that you can support us and get stuff back. If you want something back in return, um, we have plenty of that stuff. Also, Yeji, what is your streaming services and when are you on? Yeah, so we are on more late nights uh, now because of how Clint's schedule is. He's on the swing shift. Mm -hmm. Um, so we are on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, um, and every second and fourth Friday of the month. So this Friday as well, this coming Friday. Um, and we'll, we're on from about 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time to about 3 a.m. <laughs> 2 or 3 a.m. <laughs> uh, Pacific Standard Time. So usually sometimes the, the Eastern crew will catch us in the morning. Uh, but yeah, we have our one-year stream anniversary this month. And so we're doing a ton of giveaways. So if you guys want to pop on over um, and enter into some of those, like we have some amazing things going on um, from our sponsors. Uh, I just put the link up in our chat, guys. Go over there, hit that link. Go over there and hit a follow. Go over there and like them. Um, their the team is pretty nice. They're pretty cool. Um, they like to have a lot of fun. Also, um, hit that follow button for them. Um, say hi. <laughs> yeah. No, thanks, Adam. Thanks for coming in. <laughs> As we're about to leave. So, guys, again, thanks a lot for showing up. We appreciate it. Um, Make sure you check out our Facebook page. We'll have some things coming up, and especially for the giveaway from Mechanica Studios. Um, also, um, we will be posting some stuff to Warfare Weekend pretty soon, so you can get ready for that and get some classes in and hang out with us. So, for more than dice, I'm Gonzo. I'm Kathy. And I'm Yeji from Snickerdack Studios. Good night. Ew,
gin. Wait, I love gin. It tastes like <laughs> Christmas trees. How do you not? Lick it, man. I mean, those needles are there for a reason, right? You use them as toothpicks afterwards? Right. See, Yeji gets me. 